And hello there, all you Stay Tuners. Welcome back to another episode of Stay Tuned Sports. This is episode number 36. I think it's 36, maybe it's 37. I mean, depending on how you want to count it, uh, last week's um, episode with Shoulders, who's not here tonight, he will be on the show tomorrow when we record. But this is your good friend Jimbo. You could uh, head over to Twitter and follow me there at Jimbo ST Sports, as well as the show at ST Sports Podcast. And um, something that has happened new to me, and something that uh, is definitely uh, new to me, is writing articles, uh, blogs, whatever you know, whatever you want to call them. And you can find them at bellyupsports.com. Um, it's not just myself. There's a bunch of other writers, you know, writing about different sports, uh, wrestling. I think I saw over on their website. Um, I'm going to probably try to stay away from um, the main football topics because they're a lot better writers than I am. Uh, but, I mean, one sport that I'm definitely going to rely heavily on is uh, Bare Knuckle Boxing, which uh, was last Saturday. It was Bare Knuckle Boxing 4. Um, I'll, I'll get into that a little bit uh, in the show here. I, I thought it was a pretty entertaining card. Um I'm going to talk a little bit about the, the flyer situation. Um, Carter Hart playing lights out. Uh, we're currently on an eight-game winning streak as of tonight. They play a game tonight at, uh, I think, 7, 7.30. Um, but it broke, news broke before, earlier today, uh, that Brian Elliott may be coming back within the next week or two. Um, Chuck Fletcher making some moves with, uh, I always pronounce the guy's name wrong, Jory Laterra. Uh, waving him, he cleared waivers. So we'll get into that also. Um, some of the, the you know like Super Bowl and stuff like that. If you guys want to tune into tomorrow, uh, me and Shoulders are going to talk a little bit about how great that game was, among other topics uh, that me discuss. I'll kind of kind of keep it a secret to you guys, so you guys could tune in. So. Going to just kind of jump into it here. Um, so yeah, so the, the Flyers situation, you, you know, you guys know I'm a, a Flyers fan for a couple years now. Um, I've talked about Carter Hart, uh, I believe, towards the end of last year, and even in the the preseason, um, how I, I was really big on him. I mean, he had that outstanding career or games whatever you want to call it with the, the Canada team and then uh, in juniors and the way he's been playing since he's been called up <coughs> it's just been lights out um, some of the saves he's making you expect veteran guys making these type of saves he's literally putting the whole team on his back and just carrying them. I mean, we're, we're still a long shot to make the playoffs, but he's given this team a fighting chance. And it seems like it's kind of rubbing off on the the team as well. 
to, to keep fighting, not give in. Um, you know, you see Wayne Simmons, Jacob Voracek uh, playing a lot better. Drew's always played good. Well, at, you know, at least the past two seasons since he switched over to uh, playing wing. Um, but two of the things that uh, happened within the past couple of days was, um, I believe it was yesterday. Yeah, yesterday it came out that uh, the Flyers waived Joey Laterra. And uh, he ended up clearing waivers, so he's playing down now with the Phantoms, the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, the the AAA affiliate. Just like Del Weiss, um, he cle uh, cleared waivers. I believe that was last week, and he's down with the Phantoms. Now I thought maybe that move there was more of a what happened in the off season with the being arrested for drugs and stuff like that. Until I saw he has three points through 27 games. I didn't think he was that bad. Like, I thought he was at least somewhat contributing. But, he, I mean, that's me going out on the, the ice and getting three lucky shots or three uh, lucky passes. You know, for an NHLer, that's that's unacceptable. So, it's definitely more of a um, the performance reason why he got sent down. And then I saw earlier today that Brian Elliott may be back in the next week or two, which brings a brings up a, a question: What do you do at goaltender now? You're at Carter Hart, who's playing lights out. He's going nowhere. He may even take in the starting job now, uh, full time. But you have Anthony Stallers up here, who just had a, what was it, like a 35-shot save um, shutout just a week ago. So he's been playing better. What do you do with Brian Elliott? I believe Stollers has to clear waivers to be sent back down to the Phantoms. So when I saw this move with or this uh, this report about Brian Elliott possibly coming out uh, coming back within the next week or two, now I'm starting to think: Is it they sent Laterra down to the Phantoms to carry three goalies? Obviously, Brian Elliott can't stay healthy, the, at least the, the past year or so. You got Stollers who's playing very well. And obviously, like I said, Carter Hart's not going anywhere. I would personally probably say, yeah, carry all three goalies. Just because, again, Brian Elliott can't stay healthy. Stullers has been injury prone as well. Now, here's one other scenario that could happen. Do you trace Stullers or Brian Elliott? I think you'd get a lot more back with Stullers. And I think Elliott is definitely a... A sufficient backup a lot better than Neuwirth you know ever was except for that what was a 10 game win streak we did last year so I would I would me personally if, if I was the GM I would keep all three goalies on the roster because again you know if for some miracle weird chance 
that we do keep going on this, this huge run and make the playoffs, you're going to need depth in, in goalie. So that's that's one reason why I would keep all all three. Now the way Fletcher, the GM, is is working things, I could see one of them getting moved, or waving maybe Brian Elliott and letting a team pick up his contract or however that will that would work. <coughs> Excuse me. But without a doubt. Carter Hart is definitely the, the MVP team. Uh, yeah, sorry. MVP of this team. Um, when they played, uh, say it's Thursday, when they played, I think it was like Monday or Tuesday, that like cross crease dive that he had. I mean, Jesus. He, he probably has those NHL players just saying, what do I got to do to score on this kid? Now, he did have that one goal he gave up. Which I, I kind of agree with the commentators. You can't, you can't fault him totally for it. You know, I think he made the right call for coming out of the the net that far to play the puck because otherwise it would have been, I believe, a two on none. You know, no one's back there with him. It was just that it was a, a bad pass, bad, you know, um, luck of the the pass, whatever you want to call it. And so the net was wide open, and that's the only reason why he days scored. Otherwise, you know, the way he was playing, it was he probably would have had the shutout. So we'll, yeah, we'll see if the the Flyers could keep the the winning streak going. We're sitting at eight right now. We're going for nine tonight. Uh, we play seven thirty. We play the the LA Kings, and you know the trade deadline is next couple weeks. So. Be curious to see is Wayne Simmons going to be on the Flyers. I know some of the names I saw were um, Gostas Spare, which I don't think you're going to see him moved. Uh, Ratko Gudis was another name. As much as I like his style of play, I like the phys physical play. Um, I'm not one of these speedsters that just want to skate around. I, I like the, you know, the real good hits. Stand up for your team when when there is a bad hit, and that's that's Gudis. I could see him get moved. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other names that uh, you may have seen, but they're they're the three main ones that um, that I saw, st you know, stick out. But moving on to last weekend, last Saturday, um, if you guys were following me on Twitter at the the show's um, Twitter handle. ST Sports Podcast. I was live tweeting Bare Knuckle 4 USA versus Mexico down in uh, Cancun, Mexico. First thing that, that stood out to me was uh, they were outside. They were in a, a baseball stadium and uh, you know me and the, uh, me and the fiance um, were watching it and that's, that's I, I thought that was pretty cool. I mean it's a huge stadium so they only had a couple thousand uh, fans there, probably, because uh, they were all set up on the grass. But overall, I thought the pay-per-view was a very good uh, pay-per-view. We even watched the, the prelims a little bit. Um, they still have some kinks to work out, I think. Uh, there was a lot of uh, 
audio problems. Uh, I know at one point, the one commentator, Tarver's uh, mic wasn't working. You actually heard him talking through the other commentator's mic, you know, picking up his volume. Still has that, uh, you know, if you guys used to watch ECW, the ECW feel to it where it's kind of like not college productive or uh, production but they're still doing it the right way they're they're bringing in not totally over the the hill fighters from UFC Bellator boxing but they're bringing in big enough names to keep the sport going till it start really catches on to the younger fighters which there was a younger fighter uh, boxer and he I'll tell you what he he was impressive Um, when I go through the the rundown of the card. Um, can't think of his name right now, but once I see it, I'll, I'll, I'll remember it. He actually reminded me of a Karate Kid. But uh, one of the fights was uh, Leonard Garcia uh, versus Julian Lane. Now, I remember last week when I gave my picks, I actually had Julian Lane because I figured Leonard Garcia, who's from USC, was a brawler in the UFC. And towards the end of his career with them, he started to get knocked out a lot. And they usually say when you start getting knocked out a lot, you're going to be very, very prone to being knocked out more often. And you know what? I I was almost right. Um, It was a a very good fight. Julian Lane actually did drop Garcia uh, early in the the first round. But then, um, you know, Garcia got up. And they just start going at it. And in round two, uh, Garcia ended up knocking out Julian Lane. But he actually didn't knock him out. But, I mean, he rocked him pretty good. Rocked him enough that um, the ref had to call it. Um, And he actually, uh, Leonard Garcia is the 165-pound champion now. And I don't think I said that last week. I, I thought it was just a regular 165 pound bout I didn't think they were gonna name a new uh, champion speaking of champions my girl Beck Rollins once again has retained her 125 pound belt which I'll tell you what that belt I love it it has that old old you know 1700s 1900s look to it not like the UFC's uh, new era belt or whatever they're calling it. You know, I, I like that old look to it. But the Spec Rollins fight against uh, Cecilia Flores, another entertaining fight. Now, if you look at this fight compared to Beck Rollins' first fight, it seems like they're finally fighting some good competition for Beck Rollins. She's not running right through them. Even at one point, uh, the one punch that Cecilia landed actually uh, broke Beck Rollins' tooth. And uh, there was there's pictures on Twitter. If you follow Beck Rollins, she actually posted. And this is why I like her. She even uh, asked some of her fans if they had the video of when she actually spit it out. Like, not to be gross, but that's actually kind of funny. Like, she is very interactive with the fans. Um, but this one did go full five rounds I believe this is definitely the second fight in a row for Beck Rollins to go to a unanimous decision but 
still entertaining fight. I mean, she did bust up Flory's. Uh, uh, her eye and uh, mouth got swelled up. Possibly broke uh, Flory's nose because she was bleeding pretty good out of the nose. Um, but like I said, it, it was a good fight. That was, I believe, the co-main event. And then the other fight that I was looking forward to, I thought would have been a repeat of the first one, was Tony Lopez versus Joey, Pel uh, Joey Beltran. I don't know maybe if I got really pumped and excited for this fight because the first one was such a slugfest. You know, a lot of cuts on both their faces. This one... You know, Tony Lopez was was definitely um, relying heavily on his, on his jab, and it was working uh, pretty much the whole fight. Uh, I think Joey Beltron, from what I remember, um, I actually had a three-two uh, Tony Lopez, but when it came down to the judges, it became it was uh, declared a split draw, which again, you know, maybe they did it to set up uh, a third one which you know I'd be okay with even though it wasn't the slugfest that the first one was again it was still a good fight it was still enter entertaining I mean you know when you got two 265 pound guys you expect them to have maybe you know maybe three rounds before they're completely gassed out these guys were pretty well in shape for how big they were I definitely would uh, I definitely would want to see you know a, a third fight one of the other fights uh, that I was looking forward to was uh, Chris Lytle fighting again uh, this is his second fight in bare knuckle boxing he went up against uh, JC Lamas in the 175 pound division and I was expecting what happened to Chris Lytle in his first fight with an early knock, uh, knockout. But, man, was I surprised when I saw Lytle get uh, hurt early. But he was smart because he clinched, in, uh, he clinched up, tried to get his, uh, his whereabouts back. And it worked. You know, he recovered. But... This one, again, went the full five rounds. There was moments where they, you know, they slugged it out with each other. Definitely the, the last round, um, Chris Lytle came out swinging bombs, hoping to, to knock out Lamas. But in the end, again, Chris Lytle won by a unanimous decision. Not sure, and you know, a little side note. I'm not sure when the fifth um, bare knuckle fighting is going to happen. But again, I'm definitely gonna gonna get it. I think you guys should. I think it's a definitely an up and coming sport. One of the another heavyweight that I think is an up and comer is another fan favorite and a, a favorite of mine Sam Schumer, uh, Shoemaker versus Joel Paradis I thought Sam again was going to knock 
Joel out because he was he made the comment that he was going to come out and try to defeat his 18 second knockout record you know after losing um, in his prior contest to to win the heavyweight belt but first round was pretty much a feeling out process I can understand that both the guys have power you don't want to get into a slugfest with with guys have power because you know one of the guys definitely gonna get caught second round um, started same thing uh, a little bit more of hooks to to the body for for shoemaker one landed right before the bell sounded then uh, in the third round it seemed like shoemaker kind of start to feel a little more comfortable start throwing the jab a little bit more and he, he was he was definitely consistent with it where Joel was pretty much playing defense and you know maybe that's why it cost him the fight you know maybe they looked at Sam as the the aggressor compared to Joel but you know again this is a new sporting combat or combat sport so you don't know how people are going to judge this because you know they may judge boxing different obviously they're going to judge boxing different than MMA even though when you stand up it's still boxing you know so it's it's curious to see how they're going to keep judging this as long as they stay consistent though that's that's the one problem with MMA there's no consistency across the board The other uh, fight that happened was another former UFC fighter, Joe Diesel Riggs, which was his first fight with uh, Bare Knuckle, going up against Rudo Tovar. Uh, Joe Riggs, he, he won the he won the fight by unanimous decision, and I made the comment on Twitter about this when they announced that Joe Riggs won and what they were doing uh, after every fight was every fighter got a medal one for USA one for Mexico and he went up to I'm assuming probably like the, the athletic uh, commission member and asked can I put the the medal around my opponent's neck you know that's the other thing I'm starting to love about this uh, the sport this organization is every fighter has respect for each other yeah they could trash talk and I, I know you know I made the comment last week with the whole Connor um, being suspended because of his trash talk for his last fight and the Commission is gonna start suspending and finding uh, people for their 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 talk and stuff like that but yet now you have an organization that has fighters in it that respect each other and they they look like as sick as this sounds they look like they enjoy this sport beating the crap out of each other if you if you watch UFC or Bellator and you know 90% of those fighters are gonna trash talk all the way up and even do you know something after they knock out their opponent it's not like the old days with the UFC where you know you would have the the fighter go over to his opponent that he just knocked out or he um, just submit it and make sure they're okay <coughs> hmm. but
but it, it was nice to see Joe Riggs to do that. Um, I was expecting, again, another knockout. And I think I'm going to have to start tempering my feelings for the knockouts for this sport back a little bit. Because as, as I've been reading about this, you, you would think without the padding on your knuckles, no gloves, no nut, nothing like that, you would be able to knock out people a lot more. But the problem is you're not going to be thrown as hard because you're more afraid of breaking your hand, which happened to um, Crazy Horse, I believe it was two pay-per-views ago, broke both his hands and they had to call a fight because he couldn't go on no more. But they're still entertaining fights, whether they're going to decisions or not like this one this one was you know a pretty good one but in the end like I said uh, Joe Riggs won by unanimous decision now one Mexican fighter that I gained light years of respect for was Diego I'm gonna, oh man I'm gonna, I'm gonna butcher his name I feel bad because he was a hell of a fighter Garjo uh, he fought Tom Schof, which they fought on the first pay-per-view, and Schof was winning that fight until Diego connected on one punch, knocked him out, ended up winning the fight. So this was the rematch at 165, uh, 165 pounds. Now, Tom Schof won by TKO, but let me tell you, he knocked down Diego, I want to say three, four times. But as soon as Diego hit the mat, he popped right back up. He's looking at the ref like, yep, let's go. Come on, I'm good. And the, the, the round that he ended up having the fight stopped in, Shof connected. And Diego's jaw, cheek, just exploded. It looked like he had a baseball in his mouth. It was just sticking out there, and I'm sorry to be gross and, and you know descriptive, but I'm sitting there. I'm like, how is this guy still fighting, still pushing forward, still coming to to try to win this thing? And he ended up getting a cut above his uh, his one eye. Ref called it or called you know called time timeout, and I'm thinking, okay, they're gonna take him over to. The doctor, doctor's gonna see that jaw. I mean, I thought that the cut wasn't that bad, but I thought the doctor can see see that jaw and just call it. Doctor says he's fine to go back in, and it was announced that the doctor, the the ref was more worried about the cut than the jaw. Diego, I believe, got knocked back down for the the last time. Gets back up. The punch that connected made that cut. A little bit bigger, and that's when the the ref called the the fight uh, due to the the cut. But that jaw, oh my god, was it, it was mangled. Um, if you have a strong stomach, I'm pretty sure you can find it on on the internet somewhere. But I'll tell you what, next time Diego fights, I mean he's got to fight one of my all-time favorites for me to go against him. I will never go against him no matter how many times he loses. He showed a lot of heart and man was he a tough son of a bitch.
I think the only USA fight that was lost was against Alejandro Solorzana. And I believe this guy, from what I remember, all he was doing was smiling. And it was kind of funny. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that, that's, that was this guy. Because uh, the Eric Leander, he came out swinging, and within 30 seconds, he was gassed. He looked like a bodybuilder. Um, whereas uh, Alejandro looked kind of like just your normal bar guy. I mean, yeah, he's 265-pound division, but in the end, um, he TKO'd Eric Leandra. I believe um, he was all kinds of cut up. It, it was pretty nasty, pretty bad. The one guy that Alejandro reminded me of, and this is for the MMA guys out there, he kind of reminded me of Bigfoot. Um, you know, from a couple years ago who was in UFC, was close to almost getting a heavyweight um, title fight, then lost, and then he, I mean, he's been spiraling out of control now with the, with losing streaks anyways. But he, he reminded me of him. He's tall, lengthy, and that's all he did to, to win this, which he just kept throwing the, the jab. Um, and it worked, you know. And uh, the last fight from this card was Travis Thompson versus Ivan Roca in the 135-pound division. Travis won by a KO in the second round. Um, Thompson was throwing hooks right off the bat, connecting pretty good. Roca just didn't seem like he was able to come out of it um, when some of these connected. So, I mean, again, the whole fight overall, if I had to give the whole fight the pay-per-view a grade I would say I'd give it a B I mean you know again I guess maybe I should stop trying to compare it to the first one because I mean the first one was definitely an A plus very exciting good fights um, but yeah it's definitely a sport I see not going away anytime soon um excited to find out when this, the next pay-per-view is going to be because again I'm going to be all over it I'm going to be live tweeting again when it happens and I will probably be one of the first ones to announce when it is um, and they also just this past week I saw because I followed them on Facebook they signed Anthony Rumble Johnson which I am really excited for that one because uh, he's still young and he's a knockout guy. I know I just I should temper back my knockout feelings, but I think you could block whatever you want to block. He's going to punch right through it. But I think that's going to be it for this week's episode or tonight's episode. I'm not sure how we should word that, being that you know I'll be recording tomorrow with shoulders. Um, if you head over to Twitter, you can follow me at Jimbo ST Sports. You can follow the podcast at ST Sports Podcast. And like I said at the beginning of the show, head over to bellyupsports.com. They got a lot of articles on there for different sports. I'll be on there uh, writing some articles. So every week, check them out. Every day, whichever you're allowed to do at your job. 
or at home. Um, you could find this show on iTunes, uh, TuneIn, Google Play, Spotify. I'm still looking for some other spots that we could throw it out there so we could get some more uh, listeners and you know see how far we could take this show. But this is uh, this is your good friend Jimbo signing out. <laughs>